Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk, live in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, where we have a lot to talk about as we finish up the 2021 season. Thanks for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They, you just can't get enough. I, I, I've seen it. You can't get enough of the Strange Brew uh, K-Cups. And I can't blame you for that. I mean, the Keurig is such an important thing for everybody. It seems like everybody's got one in their house now. Well, now Strange Brew makes it where you can have Strange Brew coffee in your house every day of the week. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com or any Strange Brew location to pick some up today. College Corner, it's time to start the new year. I I, I wanted a little rant yesterday. You you know, I did. I did about about College Corner, about starting the new year, putting on some new clothes, all right? It's time. It's time to get rid of some of that old stuff. Out with the old, in with the new. Start with College Corner. All the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for, they've got it there. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. And, of course, you can always shop online, collegecornerstore.com. <clears throat> Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. They're still on holiday break, but they're going to be back very, very soon, which means a lot of great food is going to be back very, very soon. Next weekend, you know, when the students start coming back, when school gets back in, I expect Humble Taco to be rocking and rolling. And if you haven't tried it out yet, you're missing out on a very unique and incredible restaurant that's, that's something that Starville has that nobody else does. Next time you're in Starville, make sure a trip to Humble Taco is on your to-do list. When you're looking to pick up lunch in Starkville, Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Madison, or Flowood, make Firehouse Subs your choice, and they make it easy with the Firehouse Subs app. All you've got to do is download the app, and you're picking up lunch. Easy. It's easy to operate. It's easy to pick up lunch. You just go in, grab it, and go. And the best part is the reward points on there are really, really quick. I think their reward points, honestly, or quicker than any other uh, food app I've used. You, you, can, you can get free sandwiches pretty quickly, and that's, that's always a plus. So download the app today and grab a hot sandwich for lunch at Firehouse Subs. I did not expect to have to roll off this score, but Texas Tech 34, Mississippi State 7, the worst game of the 2021 season by a large margin, in my opinion. Nothing went right from the Bulldogs in Memphis for the second time this season. That's just the Liberty Bowl, a house of horrors for the Bulldogs. One man on this show was there, and one man now is going to tell us exactly what happened in a horrific Liberty Bowl to be forgotten. Tell him, Falk! Well? (laughs) I have enjoyed the loss, tell him, Falks, so much more because of the, well... This was this was the worst of the wells. Yeah, this year it was the worst of the games. So you might as well be. You know what this was, Brian? <clears throat> Tell me. This was a classic example of one team that really wanted it, and another team that didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to I'm going to name some things that led to the 
the loss for Mississippi State, one of them being the fact that they had 16 players out for this game that didn't play in the Egg Bowl. And if if we ignore that, then we're ignoring a big part of the ball game. I thought that was huge to not have those guys on the defensive side of the ball. There's no excuse for what happened on offense. None. I can't come up with a single excuse. Charles Cross being out can't be one. Scott Lashley certainly can't be one because I don't think they were any worse at right tackle. But the guys missing on defense were huge. But this 100% bowled down to a Texas Tech team that wanted to beat an SEC team badly and a Mississippi State team that, quite frankly, I, I don't think really cared to be there. Um, you know, a lot of this fan base said when this, when this game was selected, they didn't care about this ball game. They didn't want Mississippi State to play in the Liberty Bowl. They, they hated the Liberty Bowl. Uh, they weren't going to go to Liberty Bowl. And I think some of the players had that same thought process coming in. All we heard all week was Mike Leach uh, is going to run up the score against Texas Tech. We even talked about it at some point. And uh, at the end of the, the day, Texas Tech was the one that had the opportunity to run the score up. It wasn't Mike Leach. So uh, all this all this talk about Leach is, is going to run it up if he's given the chance. Texas Tech looked like the team that was um, prepared to play, that looked like the team that was ready to go out and prove a point. Mississippi State did not. And it's really unfortunate that the season ended this way, Brian, because just earlier uh, in the week we talked about the fact that State was was looking really good going into the next season. This was kind of the icing on the cake. Nothing that happened in this game really could put a damper on the season that happened. And I think my mind's changed on that. I, I think this does put a damper on things. It's because neither one of us foresaw a blowout this. loss. Yeah. No, and nobody who's being honest did either. You know, at the Music City Bowl a couple of years ago, I thought that was a that was a uh, embarrassing loss mm-hmm. to Louisville. Yeah. Lost by ten points. It was really worse than that. This was 10 times worse to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. that there was no life in this offense. And that's the second game in a row. that They looked horrible against Ole Miss, too. And uh, this was an even worse defense. This was one of the worst defenses they played all year, Brian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this defense is ranked 117th. 118. Yeah. 117th against the pass, 91st total defense. And I didn't see a whole lot. And Mike Leach gave, the, gave them a lot of credit. But I, I thought more than anything, this was on Mississippi State. And I hate to take anything away from Texas Tech. Uh, I, you know, those those players played hard in this ball game. They wanted this game badly. But I thought this was a Mississippi State thing more than anything. Uh, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take that direction. I, I think Mississippi State uh, was was at fault for this, and some of it was was not was not their fault. The 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 opt outs and the players out with COVID and things like that. Those are things that they can't control. And I thought the defense played well enough, but. Uh, you know, seven points against this defense is just inexcusable. And that falls on Mike Leach preparing the players to get them ready. This offense at this stage in the game should not score seven points against Texas Tech. They just shouldn't. How much of this do you think was – I don't know quite how to phrase this, but it felt like Mike Leach was more interested when you talked to him this week about talking about his lawsuit and talking about things that happened in the past than the actual game itself. Was Mike Leach mentally in the right place for this game, in your opinion? I don't think he set a good precedent. I really don't. I mean, 
it, it comes out in the middle of the week. And I mean, he did a he did some he did a podcast with a guy I've never heard of that was some kind of consultant or something. Did you see that video I, on YouTube? I, he, no. He did some rent. Somebody posted on the board. He did some random interview with a guy that's like some kind of uh, consultant. And the guy just talked about the lawsuit the whole time. He kind of carried that conversation over to the press conference of the day, calling people out the press conference, talking about his lawsuit. I just didn't think that was the way to go for Leach, but that's his personal preference. He's the head coach of the football team. And that's something that, you know, he was uh, dealing with personally with them. He has every right to do that, but I just don't think that it's – I don't know what was going on in preparation, but I don't think that set a good precedent, if you know what I'm saying. I I agree with you. And then the other question I have is this. Sonny Cumbie played for Mike Leach, ran this offense for him. How much did his familiarity with with this offense play into the fact that State had its worst offensive game of the season? I think it probably played a factor – um, you know, their defense was was pretty good. I thought they had a good game plan. Um, I didn't think they were just, you know, out of this world. I think a lot of the issues was self-inflicted for Mississippi State. I didn't think Will Rogers was particularly sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of he, drop passes. He completed 60% of his passes. That's probably a season low. Mm-hmm. Uh, 290 yards. Just back-to-back games he hasn't played well. Um, you know, Jalen Jaden Wally dropped a big pass. Uh, Tula Griffin, I think he might have got hurt. He didn't play much in this in the second half, right. and he, he fell down a couple of times. Makai Polk came fell down. That's just that's back to back games that Mississippi State has looked really bad on offense, mm-hmm. and um, really disappointing because they had hit their stride late in the season, and I felt like we we had seen Mississippi State's offense finally become what what Mike Leach wanted to be, but you know, outside of Dylan Johnson and Jaquavis Marks and some of those guys that have been consistently good, they were not good in the in the last two ball games. Yeah, I don't. Know. I agree with you 100. percent Well, before we get into them, let's talk about the Mississippi Beef Council. You know what? If you're if you're feeling down, you know what to bring you back up a good steak. You know, New Year's Eve's coming up. If you're if you're staying in for New Year's Eve, if you're an old person like me, grill up grill up some steaks, man, and, and have a great time. Of course, it's always a great time when you're putting beef on the grill, whether it's steaks, burgers, brisket, beef ribs, no matter what it is. The Mississippi Beef Council wants to remind you there's always a lot of great options for beef. If you're looking for recipes, you can always go to msbeef.org, the website there. They have a ton of great recipes and, of course, a lot of great information about our Mississippi beef producers who you're helping every time you put beef into the grocery cart. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. My guess is for New Year's Eve, that's a place that's going to be buzzing. So if you haven't made your plans already, maybe big plans to join them there uh, on University Drive. The Cotton District will be a great place to hang out uh, that evening. And, of course, anytime you want to grab a great meal or have a good time, Two Brothers is the place you should probably be talking about going. So if you want to enjoy some smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District, that's going to be Two Brothers Smoked Meats. To make it easy for you to advantage business systems, it can't get simpler than good products and good service, can it? Well, yeah, it can. It's great products and great service. That's what they offer for you at Advantage Business Systems. Every product your business needs to thrive and survive, everything you need from technology standpoints, from a copier, a printer, computers, software, whatever it is, they've got it. And then when the sale is made, they don't just give you the 1-800 number and tell you to call them if there's a problem. And maybe next week we can get out to you. No, no, it's personal service. We'll be there as quick as we can. And we'll take care of that problem for you personally. 
That's what you're getting when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. So call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Always bittersweet when it's the last one of the season. But these are the things that are true. Only nine. Only nine. Maybe that's just me, you know. I'm, I'm burned out at the end of the year. Maybe I'm, I'm not giving that same kind of effort I gave back in the end. Of, but I feel like I covered it. So you'll, you'll tell me. But number one, I don't think you can possibly disagree. And this might be the number one truest thing all year. This was the most surprising result of the season. More so than upsetting Texas A&M, more so than losing to Memphis. This one really caught me off guard. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I I thought Mississippi State would win this game probably by two touchdowns. That yeah. that went down pregame a little bit whenever I found out who all was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was going to be a big deal for State, missing those guys on defense. But I thought the offense would be able to kind of power through that and, and get Mississippi State the win to just get bludgeoned out there like this. Yeah. Uh, a blowout loss was not what I was expecting. No, yeah. uh, that badly. Yeah, two eights. Yeah. A six it's absolutely, team, yeah. It's ab- it's absolutely the the most shocking outcome of the season. And and I I do want to say you know you you hit on it. A lot of credit to Texas Tech. All right, they they wanted to win this game very badly, and they played like it, and they played well. They had a great game plan. They took advantage of Mississippi State's weaknesses. Uh, when State adjusted, they readjusted. You know, they started off the game running up the, the middle. When State adjusted to that, they switched it up and went out wide. When they wanted to pass deep, they got those passes complete. And then defensively, they just wreaked havoc on State throughout the game. I had a great game plan. Give Sonny Cumbie a lot. You know, we talk about opt-outs and everything. Sonny Cumbie already has another job. He's already the head coach at Louisiana Tech. It would have not been anything to say, okay, I need to go to Louisiana Tech. I got to start recruiting and getting that program ready. But he stayed and, and kept his uh, commitment to his program. And I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody here. I'm just saying it would have been very easy for Cumbie to leave, and nobody would have said anything to him because he's a coach. And he didn't. And it, you can tell he wanted to win this game. He wanted this, to get this win. This, this is why people have the view – a lot of people have the view on bowl games, though, mm-hmm. that they do. This is why you see opt-outs. This is why you see you know players – Going ahead and transferring and things, coaches going ahead and leaving, because you know for for one team the game just there there are a lot of people that consider this game just a extra game on the schedule and it's a lot more meaningless than a regular season game. A lot of people pose that question: Why did Charles Cross choose this game to sit out? Why not regular season? Well, because that's how this game is viewed by a lot of people, and if you have that mindset going in. One team usually does have that mindset and the other don't. And a lot of times it's these SEC schools. You know, the 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 group of five teams, the power five teams that are towards the bottom of their conference, mm-hmm. they win a lot of these ball games because they care and they're motivated. Yeah, I agree with that. It just didn't seem like Mississippi State was motivated in this game. Texas Tech was, and that's why the SEC is 0-4 right now. I will say this. You know, there was a lot of griping early on about going to the Liberty Bowl. Be glad it's over. Because yes. if you had gone to the Texas Bowl, this 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 butt whipping would have been coming on January fourth. You know, you would have had to wait until afterwards. You would have wasted more vacation time. Just get it over with. State wasn't going to win this bowl game. They were not. They were not prepared to do it. Well, maybe it would have been completely different if they would have had Jaden. Maybe Jayden, 
I mean, just Jaden Crumity and Randy Charlton, maybe. But um, I feel like from a mindset standpoint, this team didn't look like they wanted to be there. And I feel like that would have been the same case in Houston. If they score, if they score after they got that three and out, they you know they score the touchdown, cut it to ten to seven. Mm-hmm. They get the three and out, two yeah. big plays on defense. If they score right there, maybe do they win this game? Uh, it's a t- I mean, it's tough to say. They lost by by, by four touchdowns. It's, it's tough to say that, but yeah, at the same time, it, 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 it would have been a completely game. It's a different. It, game. There's no question. I don't think it plays out that way. Right. I don't think they lose by three touchdowns. I agree. So number two for me. And we've talked so much about the, you know, and you mentioned it just a second ago about how this team is going to be viewed in the offseason. For me, number two is this game has fans going from, man, I can't wait for next year. I'm excited to when does baseball start? Yep. This, this everybody is now, <coughs> excuse me, focused on Mississippi State baseball. Nobody cares about basketball. The game today, I don't know if, you, if, we, if you've seen this. Uh, I know you have, Robbie, but I don't know if a lot of our listeners, because it got sort of, Happened in the middle of the football game. The game that was supposed to set out, tip off tonight at 8 o'clock is now tipping off at 4 o'clock. Uh, because I, I think, I guess that's because the Ole Miss game got canceled due to COVID and they had to move some stuff around for TV. So state moves down to a 4 o'clock tip. So I was planning to attend that game. I won't be able to go there at all now because it's a, a 4 o'clock tip and I'll be on the air. But nobody cares about basketball. Nobody cares. So everybody at MSU is baseball, baseball, baseball now. You had the opportunity with a win here to have a lot of momentum and a lot of excitement. In, in real numbers, Robbie, this game cost you season ticket sales. It, it think so? I think there are some people who were like, you know, I just don't know if I'm sold on this yet. Maybe I should just buy a couple of single-game tickets when I want to go instead of just commit, pop committing to a, another, a, a full season. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to the point now where – I, until proven otherwise, I'm just going to assume Mississippi State plays badly in a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, it, since since 2017, when they had you know Greg Knox led them to a win, and you know Keaton Thompson came in there to today. Yeah, um, you know, 18, they had they gave up 199 yards and still lost to Iowa. Mm-hmm. 19 looked awful against Louisville, very similar to what this game was. 20 was a was a bad game mm-hmm. against Tulsa. They won the game, but it was bad. They got outgamed, I think, close to 200 yards in that game. So they've just put up some crap performances, especially offensively, mm-hmm. in the last four bowl games. I mean, I, 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 until I get proven otherwise that they're going to come out and, and play well in this game, I'm just going to change my mindset on that. My mind hasn't changed a ton about next year. I, I still believe this team can be really good next year. Um, it just worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit how they finished. Um, well, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to slip back into that. This is the Mike Leach experience, and you're you're going yeah, to play bad against teams that's coming and supposed to beat. Yeah, you know. So, my number three thing I want to get your thoughts on this. There, I see similarities between Mike Leach and Ben Howland. And what I mean by that is this: every year under Howland, his first four years, the team got better. They got better, but they couldn't ever like really get over the hump and get everybody to buy in and have everybody sort of pulling the rope in the same direction. And now here we are in year two of Mike Leach, and this team is clearly better than it was a season ago, a lot better. And I think they're going to improve next year. But you don't have anything that has everybody all back on board with you, right? 
You haven't beaten Ole Miss. You've been blown out by Alabama two years in a row. There's just nothing that's, that people can point to and go, okay, I'm, I'm back in. I'm 100% in. And that's why this year, you know, you didn't have a, any sellout crowds. And even, you know, with COVID or not. And I don't see next year being a whole lot different unless, you know, unless you start off great. You know, I think this team next year has the opportunity to start off 3-0. and And I think the fourth game, if I'm correct, <coughs> excuse me, is, is at LSU. So there's there's you know an opportunity to to win some win some 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 fans back over and, and get some momentum. But I, I just feel like right now it sort of feels like the same thing. You hired an older coach. He's going to improve the program. He's going to get it back going in the right direction. But is he ever going to take you to that next level? That's that's a question that, that that's still to be answered. This year's so big. Yeah, we're gonna for talk Leach. about. Yeah, it's so big for him. And, um, you know, like you said, I mean, there's getting over that hump is huge in year three uh, for him because you, you nailed it. You could see it. And I talked about this in my story earlier. Um, you could see vast improvement on offense. You, you could tangibly see that the offense took a step forward. Mm-hmm. Really, the big thing was just not seeing it in the form of, um, a whole lot more wins. They, they did win three more games, and that was big. But there was three or four more games left out there. I mean, we've talked about it all year long. The difference between Mississippi State winning 10 games and going to a New Year's Six game mm-hmm. and going to the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. was a handful of plays, a handful yeah. of points. Yeah. So those, those are things that Mississippi State – and I'm, I asked that question to Will Rogers. And the Rogers. same thing can be true the other way, though, Robbie, is that there's two or three games, <clears throat> specifically, you know, Louisiana Tech and uh, Auburn, that you can say, well, they should have lost. This is, yeah. this is one of the weirdest, most up-and-down seasons State's ever had. Yeah, and, the, and you have to get past that now. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be weird. You can't be, you know, the difference between 10 wins and five wins. Mm-hmm. You've got to just be a, 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 an eight, eight to ten win team. Uh, Leach has got to – I don't know if it's Leach, if it's the players or what, but they've got to find what's keeping them from taking control of a ball game and, and winning it like, like they needed to do against La Tech and Auburn and winning those close games that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's the difference between Mississippi State going from a bad, good, bad team or whatever you called them and mm-hmm. being a, a really good team. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but next year, man, it, it just it, – it's got to be a little different. It's just got to be different. Let's look at number four. It didn't take much, Robbie. It took one game for the Will Rogers bandwagon to just abandon ship. A couple yes. weeks ago, oh, he's better than Corral, and he should be, you know, getting some Heisman attention next year. And now it's, well, we got to move on from Will Rogers. Got to have an open competition. He's got to he's, – there's no way he can be the quarterback next season. You know, and if you listen, <coughs> excuse me, if you listen to the post game show I did, people were talking about that. Guys, the guy just, I mean, I understand that Leach's system is going to allow you to pile up stats, but he piled up some of the best stats ever in the Leach system. He completed 75% of his passes for the season. <coughs> his, <coughs> excuse me, his, his touchdown to, to uh, interception is four to one. On seven, he threw nine interceptions on six hundred plus 
almost 700 attempts. All right. Could he lose the job? Absolutely. And he could go out there and Sawyer Robertson just has an incredible spring and incredible fall. And, and, and Rogers is just not that great, but it seems unlikely. So the, it's incredible how, how fast everybody just jumped off the bandwagon here. You can't win with Will Rogers. I mean, Will Rogers isn't the reason State lost to Ole Miss. They dropped passes, guys. They dropped passes, and State couldn't block Sam Williams. Neither one of those things had anything to do with Will Rogers. Tonight, again, State dropped passes. Now, I thought that there were some opportunities that Will Rogers missed. Tonight was easily the worst game of the season. But if if we're at the point where a Mississippi State quarterback can't have one bad game without the world, without everybody saying he's got to go, and this is the point I made in the uh, in the in the post game show because somebody said when he's good he's good, but when he's bad he's really really bad. Well, last year couldn't you have said the same thing about Matt Corral? Corral was really good when he was good. He had two games where he threw six and five picks respectively. But you, you can't you can't just say. Hey, he had a bad game. Time to move on to the next guy. This is a guy who's basically midway through his sophomore year as a starter. When we talk about, you know, game experience, he's just going to continue to get better. He's already had the greatest passing season statistically in MSU history. Leach isn't coming off of Will Rogers. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. And I don't agree with when he's bad, he's really bad either. I mean, this was this was not a good game. But he completed 60% of his passes, 290 yards, and only one interception. Yeah. I mean, we've seen much worse. Believe me, we, we've seen a lot worse from MSU quarterbacks. This, Like I said, not a good game. Uh, and he's going to have these games. But Everybody has these games, man. Everybody I just, has uh, a bad game. It, and I'm, I'm a fan of sports, too. I, you know, I lose my mind every single Sunday when I watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play, and I get – I get um, out there too with my opinions, you know, when I have a keyboard right in front of me. But yeah, I mean, we're 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 going from one extreme to another. He's the greatest quarterback in MSU history, which I read someone say earlier today, and now he needs to be replaced by Sawyer Robertson. I mean, every single time Mississippi State's losing, you get two things: Will Rogers needs to be replaced, and the media is too afraid to ask the tough questions to, to Mike Leach. Like mm-hmm. I just, the, these two things need to go away. Both of those things need to go away. People want us to go into a press conference and just tell Mike Leach, you suck. You're terrible at your job. When are you getting fired? And that's not how things work. Right. No, you're right. And, and, and tonight was no different, you know, but it's, it's, it's just funny. It's like, for whatever reason, Mississippi State players aren't allowed to ever have a bad game. And if they do, well, they need to go sit on the bench and preferably transfer out. It's like, just let, let them play, guys. It'll be all right. All right, number five, I, 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 I'm with you on this on that COVID. I can blame those absentees for defensively why you had some issues in this game, especially, you know, missing Crumbity and Charlton was, was a bit, those are big losses. But there's no excuse for what happened offensively in this game. No excuse. You know, and I'll talk about the offense. I, I'll just go ahead and bring it up. My, my next one is I, I thought until late in the game, the offensive line wasn't an issue. The sack State was giving up in the first half were coverage sacks. State just couldn't get anybody open. I said yesterday's show that if you're not talking about Nick Jones, probably did he probably played okay. I thought he played okay. And then you were missing Lashley, but 
I thought the offensive line played okay. I thought for the most part, Rodgers had time to throw and he couldn't get anybody open. That's that's on that's on Texas Tech having a great game plan defensively. That's the drop, the drop eight really worked to perfection for Texas Tech. So, but the, there's no excuse though, because Mike Leach has said it many times before that if drop eight was the end all be all, I wouldn't be here. Well, figure it out. Figure it out. There's no excuse. You drop passes. Rodgers made some some bad decisions. The, the interception was a terrible throw. You just you just can't have that. I can't. I couldn't believe against. And you said it a second ago. One seventeen, one eighteen in pass defense on in the country, and you can't even crack three hundred yards when you're throwing for four hundred yards plus against Texas A and M and and LSU and 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 Auburn. So a, a very disappointing and 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 and. Hard to believe. It's 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 almost inexplicable this offensive performance. Yeah, Malik Keith, Scott Lashley, and Charles Cross aren't the difference in state right. scoring seven points and and forty. Right. Um. So that you you said it. The offensive line was perfectly fine. I didn't see anything wrong with those guys. I thought they did well enough. They they protected pretty well for uh, the bulk of the ball game. State did not execute. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Execution was a huge issue for Mississippi State in this game at, at every level. So, all right, number seven for me. You said it. And I'm going to agree with you. This team is going to be better next year. They they bring back way too much talent. You know, I think I feel I feel confident <coughs> that they'll go into the portal and get a tackle that they can rely on. Although I, I didn't mind what I saw tonight from Nick Jones, and then I didn't mind tonight what I saw. Uh, you know, from, from Albert Reese when he had to come into the game, I think he, he had him at guard, you know, taking over for Dollar Bill. But I, I feel good about those guys. And then you have Percy Lewis there. They'll go to the portal. They'll get another guy. I feel like they'll be okay. But the, they bring back everything from a skill position standpoint, basically. And they're going to add a couple of, of talented players to that as well. I think this team is going to be, you know, right now, if you said, you know, how do you predict the West? Obviously, Alabama number one. State is probably third or fourth. I think that's where they're going to be. I think they're probably going to win at least eight games next year. And I think Will Rogers is going to have as good a season statistically this next year, if not better than he had this year. I think he may cut down on his interceptions a little bit. I think he'll complete the same number of, you know, the same close to the same percentage of passes. He'll be well over 4,000 yards again. And I, I think he's going to have a great season, and he'll be a contender for all SEC honors when it's all, all done. I really i am buying into this team in 2022 and in 2023. No, me too. I, I, you can't help but think they're going to improve. They're bringing back almost every piece on the offensive side of the ball with the exception of the two tackles. And we saw tonight that they're serviceable enough, even with the guys they have, but you're getting – Percy Lewis, who you expect to come in and compete right away at a tackle spot, and you hope to get a guy that, out of the portal that can compete right away for a starting spot too. Other than that, you're bringing back everybody. LaQuinston Sharp's back. You're going to have two guards back um, in some form or fashion. Somebody's going to be uh, in there. Your running backs are back for the third year. You have pretty much all your receivers, with the exception probably of Malik Keith. I don't know what his decision is yet. And then the defense brings back a lot of guys, and you're adding pieces. It, it would be foolish to think this team's going to take a step back, and you should expect this team to be much better. I mean, I'm expecting eight to nine wins. 
that that's I'm I'm going ahead and setting that expectation right now. Right. If they perform below that, then there's some there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Yeah. Um, and Mike Leach has got to do better. I mean, he's making over five million dollars, and right now he's averaging around a million dollars per win since he's been at Mississippi State, and that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money being spent on somebody averaging a million dollars every time he wins a game. And um, I've said that before. I don't blame Mississippi State for paying him that. That's actually middle to bottom of the league in, in pay, and that's what the market value is for coaches at this point. But that's a lot of money and a lot of expectations for people, uh, from people to, for somebody to perform at a higher level. And um, I think he has taken a, a big step forward from year one to year two. He's got the pieces in place now. Now you have to go out there and prove that you are indeed moving forward and your program's in good shape. And right now we have – I have no reason to believe that that's not the case. They just recruited a, a top 20 class by 247. Um, the recruiting looks good. The players are getting better. They're just not executing in some key moments. And, I, you know, you have to imagine that that's going to be – even better for Mississippi State next year because you got guys that are moving into year three and year four in some key spots. Yeah, I mean this next these next two years should be exciting for Mississippi State. You know, with with what they're bringing back. Uh, looking at that being said, though, because of tonight, because State lost a game where they were favored, because Mike Leach lost another game where he was the favorite. Number eight is the narrative on Mike, this team is still going to be. Well, Mike Leach is going to lose a game or two. He shouldn't. And that's going to cost State potentially, you know, being a preseason top 25 team, going to cost them some, some respect at SEC media, which I know a lot of people don't care about. But at some point, if you want to be considered a good program, you have to have everybody else thinking you're a good program. And you have to have everybody voting you year in and year out. Yeah, and you know, State's going to finish second or third in the West. This, this loss tonight put a damper on that. I think they. I think State might have been a preseason top twenty-five team had they won this game. I talked about it on yesterday's show. I thought that this game with a win could have been like it was in thirteen. That it was a launching point for future success. Now it's still going to be ah. Well, you know the Mike Leach experience. We're going to hear about the Mike Leach experience a lot over the next you know six seven months. It kind of feels like going in the off season after they lost <laughs> in the Gator Bowl to Northwestern. Yeah. They went into that offseason. and you know they had that. They started like eight and zero or whatever that year, and then the end of the year they just kind of uh, faded away. And that's what this feels like. You know they had that. They had that run there towards the end of the year where things were looking up, and then you have back to back games here where you just kind of tanked. Yeah, and um, it, it, that's a little frustrating. But state is in much better position than they were going into thirteen. That thirteen team was a rebuilding year. Didn't really know, you know, after Tyler Russell went down, what to expect from Dak Prescott. He was a first-year starter. So I feel a little bit different about, you know, the direction of things for Mississippi State. But it would have, it just would have felt much better going into the offseason, knowing that you got that bowl win. Eight wins, is, it just feels so much different when you feels win different. eight games. Yeah. When you win eight games opposed to seven. And, and like I said on the show, I think Monday – when you're six and six, getting that seventh win is huge. But when you're six, seven and five, falling to seven and six, I mean, it just feels like, why do we even play this game? So, yeah, I mean, Texas Tech has to be feeling so much yeah. better about their team. I mean, they're exactly. returning some guys. Their quarterback's a redshirt freshman. <laughs> He's good. Bring, He's a good player. 
They're bringing in a new coach. They just won their seventh game. They haven't had a winning season since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have a chance to go into the offseason. They win their seventh game. They'll be the SEC team. They beat Mike Leach. They got a new coach. They got a new offensive coordinator who is a one of the most up-and-coming, innovative minds in college football. They got a new def- defensive coordinator. I mean, they're excited moving into the offseason. State fans right now are, like you said, just ready for baseball. Yeah. No, nobody's really pumped up about the offseason at this point. Last one, number nine, and I, I firmly believe this, 2022, that's going to be how we're going to know what Mike Leach's future is at Mississippi State with, with the results of the 2022 season. He needs to win eight games, and he needs to beat Ole Miss. And if you don't do those two things, and I feel like you got to do them both, yeah. then I'm, I'm not going to buy into long-term success for Mike Leach at Mississippi State. I think eight or nine wins is, is something that you need to be expecting, and I, I think you need to expect them to win that goal. I can't get behind nine because I believe Mike Leach will blow a game he shouldn't. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know if just getting one more win than this year – Really moves well, them. If you're eight and four, you play Georgia next year. You got to you got to remember that you replace Vanderbilt with Georgia, so you're you're picking up a loss. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not predicting State to win that game, but it, I, I am. I'm they lost predict by State seven. They lost by seven on the road with 43 people there last year. I I, I, so, I, mean, I, you, I get what you're saying. I get what you're. I saying. mean, you, you can't you can't just automatically put that as a loss if you expect your team to be better. You I'm going to put it as a loss. I mean, I, I just I feel like I mean, like, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a loss, but I'm not going to say like guaranteed so loss. They, lose, I think those, they lose that game in Alabama, and then you know, I mean, are we really going to be overly surprised if they go to LSU and lose? No. So that's three, and then they lose one they shouldn't, and that's eight and four. Yeah, I mean, I, I think eight and four is the is is the expectation, but I I can see this team winning nine. Yes. That would that would involve winning either so winning the game you don't think you're going to win, <coughs> or winning at LSU. One of the two. Well, that that's why I say eight or nine wins. Yeah. You should expect eight or nine. I agree. I agree. And but one and of those. If you eight, win eight, if you win eight in the regular season, you need to go win the bowl game too. I agree with that. And but you need you to beat need, Ole Miss. You need to beat Ole Miss. You can't be zero three against Ole Miss. You just no. can't. Nobody's going to accept that at Mississippi State. This is not Washington State where you can lose to Washington year in and year out and everybody's going to be okay with it. This is it's different here and then that's just that's just part of the job. It's just a requirement. So we'll see. We'll see what one, the one thing bring. I will say about Leach um that really surprised me tonight is he I mean he started tearing up at one point in the press conference. I didn't know the man even had tear ducts. <laughs> um and there's been times where I've Internally, I've questioned how much desire he has to win a lot of games, Mississippi State, to you know, to to lead the program into a, an even better direction. I've questioned that in my own heart. Mm-hmm. How much does he really want to be here, or is he just collecting a check? Does he, you know, is this the last stop on the train? Mm-hmm. Is he ready to get off? Mm-hmm. But that told me that. Leach does he he really does care. He really wants this he wants his players to succeed. He cares about his players. You know, kind of misconception about him is that you know, he doesn't know the players names. He doesn't really care. He might know the offensive players, that's about it, but 
one thing that we've seen over the years um, with Mike Leach is that the players play hard for him, and he coaches them very hard, and he he does it for a reason because he wants to get the best out of them. But I don't think you can question the fact that those players play hard for him, and um, this year's team played hard for him as well. And I, I think he recognized that, and that really meant something to him. So I agree. I think that you know I, I really do think that Leach can take Mississippi State to where they were with Dan Mullen, and even and even beyond, um, because I, I believe he's going to have more talent than he's had. Yeah. <clears throat> the question is whether or not it all clicks for Mississippi well, State, and we can put the stigma behind us that he can't win uh, against his rival, and he's going to lose games that he's supposed to win. I think both of the things you just said are correct. I think that Leach cares very much. I, I don't buy in the whole idea that he's just here collecting. I, I don't buy that. It, it's almost insulting to the man, I mean, at this point. And I also believe that he can, if everything clicks for him, take MSU to, it, to the at the very least, back to where they were under Dan Mullen. <clears throat> but the question is this, will he? Yeah. yeah. He's got to do it. So, all right. Yeah, in the SEC, you're judged on winning winning uh, ball games, and that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, I agree. All right, before we get out of here, we got to talk about something important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House for, for Mississippi State. I got to put it all on Mike Leach, to be totally honest with you. I mean, he runs the offense. I felt like, you know, early in the, in the week, or I shouldn't say early in the week, it's Tuesday, but <clears throat> actually it's Wednesday now. Uh, you know, I felt like the way Leach was talking, I was like, I think he's really focused. I think he's really got his, have his team focused. I was wrong. He didn't have his team ready to play. And that falls on the head coach. So Mike Leach. I'm sorry to say it. You, you've been doing a bad job of bringing Starbucks into the into the press conferences anyway. No coffee for you. It's yeah, that, that's starting to become that's starting to become a theme again. Yeah, we got to get rid when of. We need Brandon. We need Brandon Langua to get back on that. Get back on his job there. But yeah, I, no no uh, no dark coffee for for yeah. uh, Michael H. In the SEC, I mean, I got my my I got my pick of the litter here, right? Zero and four in bowl games. I got to go with Auburn though. Correct. They paid $21.5 million to lose seven games this year. I mean, Robbie, is there any doubt in your mind that Gus Malzahn has that team going eight and four? Yeah, they're, they're because he'll, he'd know what to do, I think, with Tank Bigsby. I yeah. Mean, I, he'd have run up until no his faith. legs fell off. Yeah. I think Brian Harson is a terrible play caller. I agree. I agree. I think, they, I think they're up. I think they're out of luck. I think he'll be gone in two years. Is there anyone <clears throat> that has paid more? For their coaches, for less, I guess oh. Texas A and M because yeah, maybe Auburn Texas. has at least won a Auburn has won a national championship, and they've been to another national championship. But think about how much money they've paid Gus Malzahn and Gene Chizik to go away, mm-hmm. and now they're paying Brian Harson. Yeah, and they're going to have to pay his buyout probably next year because he'll probably get fired. Yeah, I mean they, they are not very good at. Um, Hiring coaches first and foremost that are going to be have longevity, and secondly, negotiating contracts. Yeah. Nationally, I'm going to stay in the SEC. I got to go with Texas A&M. What a bunch of quitters! All right, if under the new protocols which just came out, they could play this game. They just didn't want to play. 
Let's just be honest about it. That's the only reason to cancel a game that far out. They didn't want to play. So UCLA, UCLA is the same way. I think UCLA didn't want to play either. They wanted to go out there, have their trip, go to SeaWorld and call it a day. So whatever. I'm so tired. You know, I, you know, you know that back, you know, last year and, and when, when the pandemic was going on, I was very, you know, I, I wore my mask everywhere I went. I told people to social distance. I tried to be safe, but I'm at the point now where I'm just like, we got to, we got to move on. We've got yes. to move on somehow. And I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to people who have really suffered under COVID and have lost their loved ones. My heart goes out to you, but at some point we have to move forward. And I think we are at that point now. And I don't want to, like I said, I don't really want to go too far down the political road here. I just don't. Yeah, be careful. But, there, there was that one guy that said we're spreading misinformation. Star, you screwed up. You're supposed to give us five stars and then talk crap about us in the description. Well, that's not the up. guy I was talking about. I was talking about the dude that said we were spreading misinformation. Oh, well, that's fine, too. I, I just hump for hoops. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his name is. All that matters is I'm giving mm. no coffee to Texas A&M. All right. Yeah, but I, I wanted to chime in on that too. Did we have any <laughs> doubt that that was going to happen with Ross Bjork in charge? Well, that guy can't. He can't do anything. The biggest joke out there he, right now. He's he gave he's a he jerk. gave. You know they continue to give Jimbo Fisher these raises. Jimbo's about to make one hundred million dollars to finish third or fourth in the SEC in the SEC West. Do, do, you, uh, do you do you agree? Richard Cross made this point. Don't you think that? Since the you know everybody in the SEC suffers because that bowl doesn't get paid, right? Everybody's bowl payout is a little bit less. Should Texas A and M be fined? Yes, they should be fined the amount of the bowl payout. Yes, I agree. That that was such an obvious uh, scam quitting ta- tactic by yeah. them. <clears throat> they didn't they didn't have a quarterback in place. That's one thing that people should respect about Mike Leach. If he has enough players to put on the field, he's going to play. I, I've got people tweeting at me right now. Why did we play the game? Because Mike Leach is going to play if he has guys that, that can get on the field. He proved that last year. He played two ball games with 43 players. Yeah. He was going to play the game. There's, there was no doubt about that. He doesn't want to just quit like that. We've seen several teams do it. And uh, we're fixing the protocols. I think that's going to eliminate some of this. Yeah. But, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. We, we've got to find a way out of this because a lot of these guys are not even sick. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, a lot of it's just the COVID protocols that that's hurting it's, it's uh, the these teams from playing. We we got to figure out a different way, to be safe and to let people play. So, all right, tomorrow's show we'll recap Mississippi State basketball. Robbie will be back with me. Are we doing a show in studio tomorrow, Robbie? I would like to give you your Christmas gift. You know, yeah. All right, I need to your... give you your Christmas gift, which is a dinner. No, that that's my that's not a Christmas gift. That's a, I can't. Af- me. I'm not going to be able me to that dinner. I'm not going to be able to afford anything else after this, Brian. You're going to clean out whatever restaurant we Your go to. Your smart mouth got you a second dessert. Is what that's what happened to you? I'm not paying for two desserts. Oh, you're me. paying for two desserts. Carscadden did, and Coleman did. You could do it too. I'm not. I'm not going to contribute to you getting diabetes. I'll get so we can figure out what dessert free dessert, baby. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Regardless. You're, We'll recap that game. We'll probably talk a little bit more football. And uh, also on Wednesday, uh, yeah, Wednesday morning, I will send out the, the uh, Twitter polls for all our nominees for the Robbie Awards so we can start the voting on that. That'll be our Friday podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll go through all of your, your votes and see who won the, uh, the awards. That'll be a lot. We'll have a little fun in the week. 
Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. And Robbie and I will be back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, who looks completely disheveled as I'm looking at him. <laughs> I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.